Open your Bibles with me to Revelation chapter 13. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 13. This is going to be a little bit of an unusual message, and this one will harken back to our Shaken series. One of the jobs of the pastor is to help inform the people about the culture, what's going on in the world. And just in conversation with some of you, I know that, that I've expressed this to you. One of the most frustrating things about this whole pandemic situation is the conflicting information. How many of you honestly don't have any idea what to believe about the, about the virus? So raise your hands. You honestly don't have any idea what to believe. Here's why. There's not been one straight answer on it through this whole time. So I actually called several pastors that I trust to ask them about it. And one of them, he made this interesting statement. And I would start with this. Number one, do you really believe that there is a virus? Now, we believe in viruses. But is there really a COVID-19 virus? And that's, how many of you know that that's a dispute? Right? Whether or not there's even a virus. And listen to what he said. He said, well, because the government has lied to us so much, why should I believe there is one? That was one response. And I have seen there is no virus, and I've seen that this is a manufactured virus that's, that's made of four different viruses, and it's going to kill the whole population of the world. Okay. Now, someday there is going to be a virus that really decimates the world. And, of course, we know the initial virus that decimated the world was sin. Right? We know that. But how do we as Christians, how do we navigate these times? How do we know what to believe? Well, my message today is the sure word of prophecy. The sure word of prophecy. And what I want you to know is this. This current pandemic crisis has proven everything we believe to be true. I'm just telling you. All the stuff where we talk about uh, and some of the things I'm going to go through about what the Bible says about the future, the coming of the Antichrist, the one world uh, government, the one world economic system, all of those things, we're all kooks for believing that, right? Not anymore. Not anymore. We've got a little 79-year-old guy that's controlling all of the world. His name's Anthony Fauci. Controlling the world. I like what Rand Paul said to him in the Senate this week. You're not the be-all and end-all. And this, is, and this might be a little bit of a radical message today, but you all have missed some of that, haven't you? So why don't we have a word of prayer and we'll, we'll dive in. Lord, thank you for your word. And Father, you talk about the comfort of the Scriptures Praise God. The scriptures are comforting to us at this time. Because what's happening is everything that you have described in scripture is happening. So, Lord, help us to be able to, to navigate these waters. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, uh, I've worked, you wouldn't believe how much time to do this presentation. 
But I've, I, the presentation is not going to be in any particular order. I don't have an outline. I, I just want to start uh, giving you some reasons why we as Grace Baptist Church are going to behave in a certain way. And one of the first things that I want you to see, here are 15 things that Dr. Fauci said that are not true. Um, he says he warned uh, President Trump in January that the United States was in real trouble. But this is not what he said publicly. In January, Dr. Fauci told Newsmax that the United States did not have to worry about the coronavirus and it was not a major threat. So did he lie to President Trump? Did he lie to Newsmax? Or is he just lying in general? Number two, Dr. Fauci warned of an apocalyptic coronavirus pandemic then just weeks later, he compared it to the, to the uh, bad flu. Well, which one is it, Dr. Fauci? You're the infectious disease expert. One of the things, one of the questions that I have, has no one actually studied the virus? He's an infectious disease expert. He's supposed to be an expert in virology, and he has not one time explained what the virus is. Has anyone seen him explain it? Has anyone seen him give one straight answer? on what it is and how it affects people. Uh, this, is, this is my commentary. Uh, and, and we have doctors in the room and the people who understand these things. Here's my question. When have you ever heard something described, it may cause a cough, it may not cause a cough. It may affect your breathing, it may not affect your breathing. You may have a fever, you may not have a fever. You might grow a third leg, you may not grow a third leg. So here's what it is. It doesn't matter what, I think I sprained my ankle. It's COVID. It's ridiculous. It, I'm just saying, no, have people died? Well, they've certainly died. What they died of, we're not sure. So let me go on. Number three, Dr. Fauci based all of his predictions on models that were off by millions and then later told reporters, you can't really rely on models. So how, remember, this is the man that's giving the advice to President Trump, to our governors. How are our governors supposed to govern based on all this information? Oh, let me, let me do this. I'll go back to this list in a second. So our friend Lawrence Vance, I don't know if you all have read Dr. Vance's material that he writes for things like LewRockwell.com. He writes for The New American. And he is an extreme libertarian, okay? So if you are, if you are pro, let's go kill everybody in the world with our military, you're not going to like Dr. Vance at all. But listen to this is I'm going to read you a blog post that he sent me yesterday. He just wrote this. It's on LewRockwell.com. In a recent interview on Fox & Friends, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said regarding the actions of the other state governors to the coronavirus, quote, if you look around the country, clearly there have been examples of really draconian, arbitrary restrictions that have nothing to do with public health, unquote. To these governors, he said, quote, you're not a dictator. You don't have unlimited authority, and people do have rights. I don't think any governor has the authority to restrict anyone unless there's a direct relationship to combating that, this virus, unquote. He thinks that absolutely it, it's gotten out of hand. In Florida, we do not do that, he said. We were reasonable, he said. Quote, 
we trusted the people to act appropriately, and we've had better results than some of the states that you've seen, unquote. So here's Dr. Vance. Not so fast, Governor DeSantis. As a resident of Florida, I strongly disagree. To cover up your really draconian arbitrary restrictions, your exercise of unlimited authority, and your violation of people's rights in Florida, you try to point to other states that did these things to a greater degree. I don't buy your argument. You spooked the churches into closing. You ordered businesses to close that you thought were unnecessary. You issued decrees like a dictator, and even now, you are only allowing restaurants to open at 25% capacity. DeSantis is a mini Mussolini like all of the other state governors that shut down their states. He is just a reasonable fascist. All hail the few governors that did not do so. Is that a different perspective than what we've been hearing? We have a benevolent dictator. The governor's letting us open. Thank you. The governor's going to let us go outside. These people are nuts. I'm just telling you, I do not believe that the government has the right to tell us what businesses can be open. The, uh, that, that barber in Michigan that the governor took away his license. Let me ask you a question. What role does the government have in licensing barbers anyway? Where does this kind of stuff come from? I've got to be careful. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. Number four. On March 20th, Dr. Fauci jumped in during a press briefing on hydroxychloroquine treatment for coronavirus and corrected the president saying, you've got to be, you've got to say fairly, you've got to be careful when you say fairly effective. It was never done in a clinical trial. It was given to individuals and they felt that it might have worked. Exactly two weeks later, hydroxychloroquine was deemed the most highly rated treatment for the novel coronavirus in an international poll of more than 6,000 doctors. Which one is it, folks? Which one is it? Number five, Dr. Fauci pushed these models every step of the way. So this uh, article, I don't have the date for it here. It was in the beginning of May. On March 20th, uh, uh, let's see, a month ago, Dr. Fauci claimed 1 million to 2 million Americans would die from coronavirus. 1 to 2 million. Then he said 100,000 to 200,000. Then he agreed 81,766 would die. Then by that Wednesday, he said the experts cut the number to 60,000. I don't know if you saw, I have an article uh, just from this week that Colorado just reduced their coronavirus vest, uh, uh, death count by 25%. Oops. Tell that to the businesses that have gone under, people that have invested their lives and their, li their, their livelihood is done. Where does government have the right to do that? Then, on Easter, Dr. Fauci suggested President Trump should have shut down the economy in February when the number of known cases in the U.S. was around 100. Number seven, Dr. Fauci said cruises were okay on March 9th. Number eight, Dr. Fauci said malls, movies, and gyms were okay on February 29th. 
Dr. Fauci was wrong. Number nine, Dr. Fauci was wrong about the first coronavirus deaths in the country. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, and the CDC were off by nearly a month. California officials revealed that a man died in Santa Clara from coronavirus on February 6th, not on February 29th. Number 10, Dr. Fauci and the CDC missed the millions and millions of U.S. citizens who had already contracted the coronavirus before the draconian lockdowns even took place. If it's already spread by millions, what good is a lockdown doing? But remember, we're the crazy people. It's interesting when you go and you watch, well, let me go on. Number 11, on April 15th, 2020, Dr. Fauci endorses Tinder hookups. Number 12, Dr. Fauci relied on corrupt World Health Organization rules to lock down the United States and destroy the U.S. economy. Meanwhile, uh, the, the, this delays the herd immunity that is needed to combat any virus outbreak. Number 12, Dr. Fauci relied on, or let me, uh, number 13, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks used the Imperial College model to persuade President Trump to lock down the entire U.S. economy. This model has since been revealed to be a complete fraud. Number 14, Dr. Fauci warned that Georgia would see a surge in coronavirus cases and deaths by opening their economy too early. That hadn't happened. He was wrong again. And then on Tuesday during testimony, Dr. Fauci told Rand Paul that opening schools would not be a good idea. I have... I would, I would like to ask Dr. Fauci some questions, which, of course, I won't have the opportunity to do. And for every one of these, I would like to ask the, questions, the question, what science are you basing this on? Now, how many of you have already heard something that you hadn't heard yet? Would you raise your hands? Any of you? See, most of you, you've kept up with this. And this is why we're starting to see the nationwide frustration with what's going on. But what's interesting is, to me, one of the things that's fascinating to me about this whole issue, for years, even those of us who believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, that is that at any moment that Jesus Christ could come in the clouds and take away every saved person from off of the face of the earth. This is, how many of you believe that? Right? But even, and, and then that will be followed by a one-world government, a one-world economic system, and, and all of these things that, that are to come. So even those of us who believe that, when we look at how divided the world is, look at the conflict between the United States and China right now. When you look at how divided the world is, how could there be a one-world government? How many of you have had that thought, that how, how could this happen? Well, we, just, we have just seen it. How long does it take? A couple of weeks. Maybe a month. Everything, when you, have, when you have lost people talking about the mark of the beast. How many of you have had somebody bring up the mark of the beast that you didn't even know knew anything about the Bible? It shows that we're in an unusual time. So what I want to do is I want to read through uh, Revelation chapter 13 and... Let's look at how this pandemic and the crisis surrounding the supposed pandemic is um, 
predicted. Oh, let, me just, let me just say this. So I don't believe we're going to talk about Bill Gates' vaccines here in a little while. That's not the mark of the beast. All right, so slow your roll. But it's all preparing the world for the mark of the beast. This coronavirus is not the end. This is not the one world government. This is not the one world economic system. But it sure looks like a trial run. By who? I'm going to name them today. No, not really. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's a group of guys controlling all of this. I think, like we say all the time, that there is a conspiracy of shared ideas. All right? So we're in Revelation chapter 13, but, but hold your place there and go to Ephesians chapter 2. That was cruel. I shouldn't do that to you, people. Having anybody to mess with. You can't mess with people on the computer. You've got to be in front of you. All right. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. That's the conspiracy. Are you all with me? That's the conspiracy. Satan is working in the children of disobedience. And they, isn't it weird that the whole world seems to be going in the same direction? It doesn't matter if it's communist or capitalist or, or Muslim or, or whatever. How is it they're all moving in the same direction? Because they have the same God, the God of this world. Now, Revelation chapter 13. Verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. And this starts describing what this beast is going to look like. So the beast is the Antichrist, the dragon is Satan. And then the second beast is the false prophet. That's what you'll see, and that's the satanic trinity. And that's what we see in Revelation chapter 13. And look at what it says at the, the, in the middle of verse 2. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Now remember, the dragon has now been cast to the ground. Look at ver chapter 12 and verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now, how many of you can see that the whole world is deceived right now? The whole world. And you look at all of the mainstream media. You have to trust the scientists. Really? Has there been any science? Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Trust me. Trust me. The mask doesn't help. Trust me. Trust me on this. The mask does not help. I'm an expert. Trust me, the mask does not help. You're not allowed to go outside without a mask. Trust me, people will die. Trust me. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to trust. Hmm. So what are we going to do? You've got to have a spirit of deception. 
that falls on the whole world. All right, back to chapter 13. Look at verse 4. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? And who is doing that? All the kings of the earth. The whole world is worshipping the dragon, one world religion that's coming. Verse 6, And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. So genuine religion is blasphemed. It's very interesting. All of these governors, these less despotic, I'm sorry, these more despotic governors who are saying that you can't go to church. What needs to happen is every Christian in the world needs to say, we're going to church. See, here at Grace Baptist, we were willing to go along with our community and restrict our attendance for a period of time. We're willing to be good citizens. We're willing to, to follow our leaders. But at some point, that has to stop. My friend Mark Rasmussen texted me yesterday that Governor Newsom in California has uh, shut everything down through August 1st. And, and Lancaster Baptist is going to start having services next Sunday. They're going to do five services. So who knows? They asked to pray for us. We don't know what the government's going to do. Dave, he has 500 Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies in his church. I'm curious to see what happens. Our friends in Maine, James Wiley. And Maine is unusual because they have Austin Powers as their governor. I don't know if any of you have seen that. And check me out. It's true. They'll, she'll arrest you if you try to have church. Well, every Christian in Maine needs to have church. There's not enough police. And let me say this out loud. Shame on any police officer that would follow that order. Uh, an unconstitutional order is not an order. Is that right, Dave? Where's Josh? Unconstitutional order is not an order. Sheriff tells you to go shoot somebody? No. All right. So... It's so amazing how these governors that it's always a pro-abortion governor that wants to make sure you can't go to church. Think about that. That's that spirit of Antichrist. That's that, that's that spirit of the beast that's, that's listed here in verse 6. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. His tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Verse 7, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over, look at this, all kindreds and tongues and nations. One world government. One world government. Man, how is that going to happen? How about through a pestilence? How about through a disease? Look at what it says in verse 15, or verse 16. And he causeth all, uh, verse 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship, the image of the beast should be killed. Have you ever lived in a time, have any of you ever seen it? In the United States, if you grew up under some kind of a despotic regime, you've seen it. 
But have you ever seen a time in the United States where speech is controlled the way that it is now? Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. If you speak out against what the government is saying about the virus, they will shut you down. They will shut you down. And it's going to get worse. And worship, when we think of worship, we think of an actual religious ceremony. Now, we're, false worship is idolatry. And it could be idolatry to technology. It could be idolatry toward uh, someone's leadership, the kind of idolatry you see towards Christians that will align with uh, sports organizations that completely hate you and hate God. You see what I'm saying? There's all different kinds of worship. But this worship will be directed toward this one beast, this new beast, and the false prophet will lead people to that. Verse 16, and he, call, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So, let me give you some info here. I don't think I'm going to get through all of this today, but Bill Gates calls for a digital certificate to identify who has received the COVID-19 vaccine, a digital certificate. And then, and th this sounds like crazy conspiracy stuff, but this is on, you know, Scientific American. This is on standard scientific journals right now that he has commissioned MIT scientists to produce a digital tattoo that will hold your medical information on it. And that you'll be, you'll be chipped. You'll have an ID. Now, how many of you would say, uh-uh? But what if you want to go to a football game? What's our national religion? college and professional football. That's our national religion. How many of you would agree with that? I hear people, man, I'll do anything for football to start. I'll do anything. And see, that's the way it starts. Before we can have football, everybody has to be vaccinated. Has anyone heard that? And then... There has to be some kind of a scanner when you go into the stadium to prove that you've been vaccinated for public health purposes. All right, so let me just ask a stupid preacher question. You know, I'm not educated. I'm just a preacher. How many of you have taken a vaccine for the cold? No? Why not? There's no such thing. How many years have I been trying to develop one? Oh, but we have one ready. It's going to be ready by the end of the year. And President Trump just said he's going to mobilize the military to aid in vaccinations. How about Benjamin Netanyahu just said that what we need to do is we need to put a chip in every child in Israel that has a proximity sensor in it, 
And when they get too close to another person, it starts beeping and making noise so they know that they need to back away. How many of you think that sounds like some crazy thing you'd hear on some kooky radio channel? Yeah, look it up. He said it. Do you understand where we're headed? What this pandemic has done, it has proven that everything that we believe is true. The other thing I want you to know is that these people are merchants of death. They are merchants of death. Um, Bill Gates might be the most evil person in the world. And what happens, like, like young people, what you're told is that these are conspiracy theories. These are, these are conspiracy theories. Really? Well, here's what happened. In a speech titled, Innovating to Zero, Bill Gates said, quote, First, we've got population. The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we can lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%, unquote. Let's lower the population through vaccines. Aren't vaccines supposed to stop death and produce health? Not one of Bill Gates' vaccines. Let me go on. In 2014, the Gates Foundation funded tests of experimental HPV vaccines, you ladies know about that, developed by GlaxoSmithKline and Merck on 23,000 young girls in remote Indian provinces. I'm just telling you, if you're in the third world and you see some of Bill Gates' people coming, run. Listen to what happened. Listen, 23,000 young girls. Approximately 1,200 suffered severe side effects, including autoimmune, autoimmune and fertility disorders. Don't miss the fertility disorders. Don't miss that. Seven died. Indian government investigations charged that Gates-funded researchers committed pervasive ethical violations, pressuring vulnerable village girls into the trial, bullying parents, forging consent forms, and refusing medical care to the injured girls. The case is now in the country's Supreme Court. What we need to understand, and maybe I can take you through this history another time, but going all the way back to someone like H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells wrote a, a, a book about the advances in science where he said what we need is we need scientists who can dispassionately reduce population. Just calmly, Joel, Jacob said it this way, soulless, soullessly. It's for, I'm killing you for your good. Let's go on. So these violations, pressuring vulnerable girls into the trial, bullying parents, forging consent forms, and refusing medical care to injured girls. The case is now in the country's Supreme Court. South African newspapers complained, we are guinea pigs for the drug makers. In 2010, the Gates Foundation funded a phase three trial of, of how do you say it? It's GlaxoSmithKline's experimental malaria vaccine, killing 151 African infants and causing serious adverse effects, including paralysis, seizure, febrile convulsions. Listen, 
to 1,048 of 5,900 children. This is Bill Gates. This is not conspiracy theory. This is actual events, cited actual events. During Gates' uh, 2002 Men Afrivac campaign in sub-Saharan Africa, Gates' operatives forcibly vaccinated thousands of African children against meningitis. Approximately 50 of the 500 children vaccinated developed paralysis. South African newspapers complained were guinea pigs for the drug makers. Nelson Mandela's former senior economist, uh, Professor Patrick Bond, describes Gates' philanthropic, philanthropic practices as ruthless and immoral. This one's amazing. Listen to this. Promising his share of $450 million of $1.2 billion to, er to eradicate polio, Gates took control. Now, how many of you know that polio has been eradicated? Long time ago. Let's fix it again. Listen to what he did. Gates took control of India's National Technology Advisory Group on Immunization, which mandated up to 50 doses of polio vaccines through overlapping immunization programs to children before the age of five. 50 doses. Listen to what happened. Indian doctors blame the Gates campaign for a devastating non-polio acute flaccid paralysis epidemic that paralyzed 490,000 children. Above and beyond those that would normally have this condition. Listen to what happened. That's between 2000 and 2017. In 2017, the Indian government dialed back Gates' vaccine regimen and asked Gates and his vaccine policies to leave India. The, paral the paralysis rates dropped precipitously. The most frightening polio epidemics in Congo, Afghanistan, and the Philippines are all linked to vaccines. These results are consistent with his goal to depopulate the earth. Keep in mind that vaccines are supposed to protect people from the dangers of the disease. His results seem to have the opposite. He did state that new vaccines could reduce the population. Listen to this. This ought to blow your mind right here. Remember that the Bill and Melinda Gates is on population. That's their foundation is about population. They hate you. Listen to what happened. In 2014, Kenya's Catholic Doctors Association accused the WHO of chemically sterilizing millions of unwilling Kenyan women with a tetanus vaccine campaign. Independent labs found a sterility formula in every vaccine tested. After denying the charges, WHO finally admitted it had been developing the sterility vaccines for over a decade. Similar accusations came from Tanzania, Nicaragua, Mexico, and Philippines. Who's the racist? You use a word they don't like, they'll kill you. He's killing millions. See, I could go on and on with this. What we need to understand is this vaccine regime that is coming. And here's the, here's the problem. Because the vaccine thing has gotten so out of control, what will happen is if you don't want to take the, this extreme vaccine regimen, then you're anti-science. 
Well, I'm glad we can stop smallpox and measles and polio. Praise God for that. This is something completely different. How many of you know that there's a difference? But this is what they're doing. They're going to force you. And I'm just telling you, some of you all need to really pray about homeschooling your kids because it's getting to the place where they won't be allowed in school without these things. I don't know if that's going to happen in our community, but talk to any of our school teachers. The stuff that they're saying the school teachers are going to have to do this next year, it'll blow your mind. Folks, I want you to know that everything that we have been told in Scripture about the future has been revealed to be true during this time, during this pandemic. Now, you might want to ask the question, why would Bill Gates want to do this? Because he's evil. I don't have any other explanation. Because all of these studies about overpopulation, they're not true. They are not true. We're throwing away food right now. Throwing it away. Well, I thought there were too many people. They're all lying. They're all lying. And let me just make sure there's nothing else here that I want to... It's indispensable. Oh. This is from January 13 of this year. Top countries moving toward a cashless society by 2022. Two years. Finland... Sweden, China, United Kingdom, Australia. See, here's what we think. We can take our cash and put it, you know, under our mattress, and we're going to be fine. Not if they do away with cash. I have a patent that Microsoft has applied for. I've got it here in my stack, a copy of the patent. Seems kind of silly. And it is a patent that will, by, control, by monitoring your movements through some kind of sensor, it doesn't say whether it's in the skin or you're wearing it, that it can control your cryptocurrency. So if we move to a cryptocurrency, you could still call it a dollar. You could still call it a yuan. You could still call it a franc. You could still call it a euro. doesn't matter. If it's all controlled through the same kind of system... We now have a one-world economic system. And if it's all moved to biometrics, it's all, if it's all moved to some kind of electronic system that's on your skin or on your body, this is the system that God said was going to happen. It's interesting. How many of you have heard that there will be a one-world currency? Have you heard that? The Bible never says that. I've said that. The Bible never says that. What the Bible says is that if you don't have this number, you can't buy or sell. This mark and the number. You've got the mark, that's the tattoo, and you've got the number, that's what's in the chip. And it's already in place. It's already there. It's already being produced. And Bill Gates has said out loud that you won't be able... Let me say this. There is an organization, it's ID2020, ID2020. Look it up. It's not, it's not hidden. It's not, you know, protocols of the elders of Zion, some conspiracy theory thing. Just look it up. And the idea is if you have this ID number that's electronically attached to your body, 
you'll have access to your human rights. It'll give you access to your rights. Your number. Look it up. Don't trust me. I'm not Dr. Fauci. I won't say that. Don't trust me. Look it up. It'll give you access to your rights. And it's a global system. And you'll never guess who's funding it. The United Nations. The Rockefeller Foundation. And Bill Gates and Microsoft. And we're the kooks. This is where the world is going. So what I want you to see, what I want you to do, is when the rest of the world is in fear, you know what we ought to say? Told you. This is coming. All of this is coming. Look at um, Luke. I believe it's chapter 21. I do want to say this. I'd mentioned I was going to announce kind of what we're doing. Um, So how are we going to interact at Grace Baptist Church based on what we know about this virus? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, before you come to church, take a shower, brush your teeth, Wash your hands. That's what we're going to do. What else can we do? Because nothing else they told us is true. All right, so look at this. Um, Luke chapter 21, Jesus Christ, verse 10. Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And great earthquakes shall be in diverse places, and famines, and pestilences, and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. Now remember, the Bible says that these are the beginning of sorrows. It says that that in Matthew. Jesus says this is all the stuff that's going to happen before he comes. These aren't necessarily signs of his coming, but these are things that are going to happen before he comes. There are going to be pestilences. It was 1968 or 1969, there was a bad version of the flu. 500,000 Americans died from it. 500,000. That's what happens when you live in a fallen world. We're going to have these things. But if we as Americans and Bible-believing Christians give up all of our rights to fight some supposed evil then all we are doing is we're submitting to evil. That's, we can't submit to that. We cannot submit to it. And so the best way not to submit to it is just to think right. Just to think right. So God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power and love and of a sound mind. Don't be afraid of this thing. The worst thing that's going to happen to us is we get to go to heaven. That, that's the worst part of it. And we Christians should not be cowering in fear over being sick. And what I, I love it. Look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. All this is doing is it's saying everything that God said is true. 
the system that Satan is setting up for his one-world economic system, one-world religious system, uh, all of it, we have seen it happen. In, it, it, how many of you are amazed at how fast it happened? Who, if, if somebody had told you last year that President Trump was going to shut down the entire economy, you would have said, you are crazy. What has happened? This is where we are. So I want to say it again. We're not the kooks. We're not the kooks. And I love that statement. Your failure to be informed does not make me a wacko. And I'm telling you, CNN's not going to tell you this stuff. And sadly, Fox News is not going to tell you this stuff. They're not. They're not. Everything, one of the things that I, uh, so I spent 10, 11 hours yesterday reading through scientific journals and articles and watching things. And, and I've kind of done it almost as a full-time job this whole time during the shutdown. And one of the things that I wanted to do for this, because I do enjoy the extreme kooky people. I, I like reading that stuff. It's fun. I stayed completely away from that for this. Everything that I have said to you has come from standard scientific journals, everything that I've said to you today, and from Bill Gates' own demonic mouth. So, we as a church, what are we going to do? There's a verse in Proverbs. I should have looked it up. So Y'all can look it up. And what it talks about is what the sluggard does is he says, don't go outside. There's a lion out there. I can't go work. There's a lion out there. We as Christians, we can't tell people about Jesus. There's a virus. We can't go reach people and do the work of the Lord. There's a virus. Well, there's a worse virus. It's sin. And people need to know the truth. And if something like this can stop you from representing Christ in the world, Satan is one. Amen? We as a church, what are we going to do? We're going to keep being a church. So that's why we've announced our schedule. Next Sunday, we're going to be doing the same schedule, 1030 in the morning. The following Sunday is uh, Brother Vance, which is going to be a blast. Man, I, I, I might get him to talk about some of his libertarian stuff in the morning service, just, just to make some of you mad. Um, it's going to be a great day. And then the following Sunday, we are back to normal. So you ask, Pastor Jim, if you're not afraid of this, why are we doing this slow rollout to keep the community from freaking out? to let them know that we're taking this stuff seriously and all of that. Are you, you understand? That, that's why we're doing it. Um, come use the building. <laughs> you, know, you want to have a party in the fellowship, I'll have it. If somebody doesn't like it, oh well. Amen? Look up. Look up. Your, redemp your redemption draweth night. Now, if you're not born again, if you're not saved... You need to be really be worried about this virus. You really need to make sure that you wrap yourself in cellophane. Because if you get it and die, you're going to hell. And you're going to step out of, out of a horrible condition into an infinitely worse condition. You need to be saved. And what does that mean to be saved? It means you ask Jesus Christ to save you. You recognize that you're a sinner. You recognize that you're not God, but Jesus is, and you believe in His death, burial, and resurrection. You, you repent. You repent, and you ask Jesus Christ to save you. He'll save you today. If you've never done that, today needs to be the day because you're never promised a second one. You never are. We as believers, 
This probably was not the most encouraging sermon in the world. I kind of hope it was, though. We're not the crazy ones. Amen. Lord, we love you. And, Lord, you know that I have been at a loss as to how to address all of this to the church. But the most truthful and encouraging way that I could find to do it is to just say this, Lord, what you said is true.